sing as one for this country we're walking on we stand together to protect this land for the future we're hand in hand welcome to another episode of the environmental as anything podcast so here we are at Symes Bridge on the Wilsons River in Lismore. Nice to see you, Sean. Yeah, thanks, Kristen, for talking to Environmental as Anything. What are we doing here uh, under the bridge? We are doing an, uh, a community-led revegetation um, of a fairly uh, beautiful but weedy site right next to the Wilsons River here in Lismore. This site. Um, has been dominated with small-leaved privet, um, a few Indian coral trees, a couple of really big camphor laurels, lots of uh, Chinese elm. People would possibly describe this as the new nature. <laughs> um, you know, we've got mulberry, lots of um, non-local um, trees and a, shrubs. A weed botanic gardens. A weed botanic gardens. Um, but you know these weeds are providing you know in ecological terms structure and function so you know the roots are holding the river bank back um, and the even though it's dominated pretty much like where we are now in monoculture of small-leaved privet it still provides um, cover for little birds um, and so what you're looking at here, it looks pretty messy, right? Like our approach to um, these sites is to do it in a staged way. So sometimes you can't even see underneath some of the privet that there's um, plantings. But the other thing for us here is we're very conscious of, obviously, of the stability of the bank. It's a really prime and we don't want to unintentionally do more harm than good. So. We tend to stage remove these weeds, um, creating openings in the canopy. Um, we have a lot of vine weeds here too. So one of the first things we did here was actually get stuck into the vine weeds um, and we plant. So this site that we're on here, it's a really visible site um, and it's right at Symes Bridge as you cross from Lismore to, to North Lismore. Um, there's lots of people going past, as you can see this morning to the farmer's market. Um, I went to Richmond River High School, so I passed this site walking to school every morning and it's it's always been, um, you know, a site that I thought would, would make a great restoration site. So we planted, um, the first planting here last year was a thousand trees for National Tree Day. And how, how are they gone? We've actually done, believe it or not, you know, if you think about the last sort of 18 months, been pretty full-on it's been very dry yes. um, and then hot and then of course we had a little flood in February so it's we've had a bit of everything mm. um, and then of course with coronavirus we we did stop um, all volunteering efforts there for a couple of months with this is our first work day back actually today nice to come out of lockdown and actually get out amongst nature yeah we did one lamandra planting just as we were really starting to fully lock down and i think we realized at that point even though those of us that were participating that day felt very safe as you can see we're in the open air and people can take as much space as they need we realized that it wasn't a good you know essentially it was not about um 
what we thought was was possible or yeah, but it's been actually we really love land care so come you can see how many people have turned up this morning to pull out weeds yeah there's there's <laughs> at least a dozen people here right now it's it's a it's a hive of activity and it was supposed to start at uh, 10 30 wasn't it we've got, we've got, got an early 10, start 10 o'clock till 12 we we look we've been doing this work for like 20 something years so we're pretty cruisy crew like the particularly the mob that kind of like hang it together and and do all the planning and the administration and we've been doing it for so long we're all friends we're not you know people can people want to come and just sit and watch and drink coffee and not that you can buy hard copy papers anymore but if you could you could come and no you can because you know so people come and they do what even if there's a work day from 10 to 12 if you want to do half an hour or you know you just want to come and have a chat that's fine too so um but it's true i think people really um for those of us that you can see some of our older plantings across the river here and we planted all the way back into town and Pritchard Park and so that those forests there are, are the results of earlier tree days um, so it's amazingly it's kind of regenerative I think for us as much as it actually is for the riverbank so yeah it's a it's an amazingly uplifting and, and soul, soulful experience to come and plant a few trees and to, to hack down some some weeds isn't it oh man hacking down weeds is heaps of fun um, <laughs> and look we we were really lucky we're sitting by the river here this river needs as much love as we can give it um, but we because we are by the river we're able to actually we've got a fire pump we've got some irrigation so in the drought we were very lucky you asked how many of the trees survived got a pretty good survival rate i would say we're around the 85 90 percent survival rate mark although the flood it was actually the floods that um have you know we, we have to plant sometimes three or four times to actually get sites established because the riverbanks and like they um in re restoration you'll often find they'll talk about the two super dynamic edges and one would be you know doing dune care i think that's probably harder than a riverbank but other than that they're pretty tough sites because there's lots of um they're really dynamic yeah. they're really steep often and you've got the toe the weeds on the toe which is right down by the water's edge are often really hard to remove yeah but um yeah we get the site established and this site's gorgeous like the soil is incredible we'll just keep chipping away and, and infill planting we did a second planting last year for big scrub rainforest days. So we actually put in over 2000 plants um, last year here. And we, wow. we've spent a, you know, a considerable amount of time watering, particularly through the drought. Mm. So um, often you would have found us here in the evenings um, with, with irrigation into the river with, with split hose systems. So we had six hoses running at one point. Yeah. Um, so th this kind of represents, uh, uh, you know, like a, it's br it's a bridge to bridge, isn't it? That you will have will have achieved once you get to get this site completed. There's there's a there's a whole expanse between the two bridges. It's pretty, that's exactly right. Um, and our aim is we're headed for Curry Park, which is upstream, um, and it's actually a bit of a reference, what we call a reference ecosystem. So it's it's beautiful. Curry Park is is a is a remnant of what actually would have covered the riverbanks everywhere. Boat Harbour is another example. Mm. And um, they're both difficult to access. So walking through the Buyong scrub there at, at Buyong is probably um, the most accessible. And, and if you want to see what we'd love to, you know, hopefully possibly beyond our own lifetimes, what we've actually started here, Buyong scrub and going for a walk through there will give you a bit of a feel for 
or what these river um, forests would have looked like. They're an endangered ecological community. These lowland um, rainforests on floodplain, there's hardly, um, you know, there's only 1% of the big scrub left. I'm not exactly sure what the percentage is for lowland rainforests on floodplain, but it's, it's not a lot. Mm. And those um, Curry Park, Boat Harbour and Buyong are examples of what, of what is left. Boat Harbour was left to protect the ship's masts in storms. Oh, really? So they could take the, the trees for, for masts? Well, no, they would actually go and anchor the boats up in their forest in a tropical, like, you know, how we get those lows. And so you imagine the big ships, the old ships that they would have been, believe it or not, sailing up these rivers and they could turn around up there at Boat Harbour. Um, it's also the tidal limit. So this is tidal here in Lismore and it's tidal up to Boat Harbour. So the big old ships with the big masts in storms, they left Boat Harbour, the rainforest there, to actually protect the, the tall masts in storms because the trees provided a buffer. So isn't that interesting? Yeah. One of the reasons why that little patch was left because um, we're looking at the original highway of the region, this river, um, everything. So that was off you know first land first forest cleared was off on the riverbank and they used to grow corn and um you know all sorts of crops around here um so it's it's it is very satisfying doing what we're doing absolutely and it's and it's not you mentioned going for a walk and all the other human usages for the for the riverbanks and and obviously they're completely inaccessible to that kind of behavior when they're choked with weeds but once you've done what you come through and do it does make it uh, like a not just a, a you know a, a, an ecological asset but it also becomes an, an, an aesthetic and uh, recreational asset for people doesn't it oh, absolutely and the i think if for lismore you see that more and more and those bike tracks um, particularly from the CBD um, downstream so heading to the baseball fields um, and there's some lovely there's some great restoration work going on over there too um, so there's yeah and I think it, it's great to see people there's the canoe clubs often on the water and I tell you what the best place to actually get in a feel for this river is actually from a canoe um, and the canoe clubs, they're, they're super friendly and they're um, planting, there's some planting going on by that old, the old rowing club that's now the canoe club there in town. Um, and yeah, it's, so it's great. There's lots of people doing their bit um, on different sections of the river. We've been working, we've kind of start where the levee stops in a way. Mm. Um, so we work on, on land upstream of the levee. But we will um, go and help out at the duck pond in other places. Banyan Bagum is a beautiful site that we've been planting. There's a bit of a, a land care alliance here in Lismore. We've got um, where Wilson's River here today, but there's um, there's bush fruits. There's Banyan Bagum. There's Lismore Duck Pond. There's Hollingworth Creek. Um, there's a land care group up on Tucky Creek. There's a land care group at Monautree. And sometimes, so some of the plantings over at Banyan Bagum have actually been done under the banner of what we call the Lismore Landcare Alliance. <laughs> and that's where, you know, we'll bring all these different groups together and actually, um, you know, I, I don't know if we'll be able to do these big hundreds and hundreds of people tree planting festivals in the future. I think with COVID, it'll probably be more like a sort of booking, you know, 20 people at a time, maybe doing plantings and staggered plantings and things. So we have to think a bit differently about how we do things.
Well, you mentioned hundreds and hundreds of people. I was going to ask you about that. So there are hundreds and hundreds of volunteers who come and get involved in all of this. Particularly the tree planting. When we put the call out, we can get a couple of hundred people here, like for tree day, easily. I think you know between two and three hundred people. Right. So there's 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 all this talk about uh, you know obviously recovering from COVID. The economic impacts are going to be huge. Uh, they're looking for uh, places to put their stimulus money. Obviously, one of the best value for money uh, activities would be land. Care Have, has anybody in the federal government or anywhere along the, the, the down, down the chain started thinking about stimulus money for land care? Do you see any of that filtering through? Oh, look, I think absolutely land care. So, land care is a network of groups like this um, across the country. Um, it, it, um, and really, like the mo- like if you call it a movement, or um, you know, it's about 30 years old now, so and it's both. People like us, we're working on public land, although here we're probably sitting on the boundary with the private landholder that we've been working with. A lot of land care groups are um, farmers clustered together, sharing resources. Like there's some great examples um, and regenerative agriculture, people looking at, you know, farm forestry or just reintroducing some shelter. Um, Certainly Land Care Australia, I think, has been lobbying for the return of... um, you know, some kind of green reserve or particularly, um, you know, if we're going to see spikes in unemployment, that we've got meaningful, meaningful opportunities, particularly for young people where they could also pick up some skills, you know, skills in bush regen or skills in agroforestry or skills, you know, there's lots of skills. There's other skills that are involved in this work as well, teamwork and stakeholder, stakeholder and communications and so there's, it's, um, and a lot of us actually went through those labour market programs in the 90s, like I did myself. So it's where I actually started with this work, was through um, labour market programs. And I just think, um, you know, I mean, in my ideal world, there'd be a basic, basic universal wage, but you know, maybe there could be. Um, you know along with that opportunities for skill I don't think people should be forced into anything like it needs to be something people are interested in but yeah I think there's a lot of room to move there there's certainly money coming through now after the bushfires um, and certainly uh, I mean we're an urban group sitting here in Lismore and it would be a bit wrong for us to be saying you know yeah we get funding on the back of the bushfires although we were working here on the riverbank we're having work days where you could virtually you wouldn't see someone standing you know um a few meters away from the smoke so what they were i think they affected all of us but we don't we're not using um that money more deserved in some of the the regional rural areas that have been directly affected we've got access um to there's there's an exciting announcement coming soon that's probably all i can say but we've um there's some great environmental trust has been a great source of project money. We work collaboratively with schools and other groups, Rouse Water and Lismore City Council as well. Um, and we've been really lucky, like we've planted all around that the Lismore Greyhound track and that was all funded by the Fisheries Habitat Action Grants through the state government. So there's, and they're really great. We like the three year grants. They're really the grants that help like um because you can imagine sometimes the grant money comes through at the wrong time of year for planting so but you've got to equip sometimes the grant funding can drive 
processes strangely. So the three-year funding's really good. Yeah. 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 Well, that's great. Well, let's hope that the uh, that the that all levels of government see the, uh, the the stimulus benefits of regenerative culture and start slinging a bit of it uh, your way to help uh, you know to keep this obviously vitally important public work going on. We make the dollar go a long way. That's for sure. <laughs> good bang for buck. Well, so what's what's next here? So you're planting planting lamandra today. It was advertised as. Is that is that what's happening? So on our left here, we've got the weeders. So they're doing hand weeding around the existing plantings. Um, and our region, we've pretty, um, we've got a bit of a system where volunteers do hand weeding. Um, but we, one of my roles in the group is to make sure I get enough funding to pay um, professional bush regenerators to come through and do spray maintenance. So volunteers, that, so our professional teams, they've, they've all got chemical user certificates and the right skills, they've got the right gear, so they've, they know how to protect themselves so they don't um, put themselves at risk. So my, I'm pretty clear on this particular group, what's appropriate for volunteering and what should be paid. Yeah. Um, and if you're touching chemicals, you should be paid for that. Yeah. And, and if you need skills to be able to use, then that's you should be paid for that too so we're at the moment we're doing the lovely volunteer hand pulling um and in a, a week in the next week what will happen is the professionals will come through right. and they'll now be able to see where all the trees are and it'll make their job a lot easier right. um over on the other side we've got a site through here um so this is um, a family private property that we're working really closely with the landholder adjacent to this public sort of the corner here is council or crown land and then we're on to the Rouse family property so there's some lamandra going in a tray of lamandra that's been sitting there waiting patiently co through the covid lockdown to be, and it actually took root into the ground at home so I, I took a fair bit of effort to pull that lamandra up this morning but it's um it's going in so there's a tray of 80 lamandras being planted just over here yep. um, and that was so this was the tree day site where the lamandras are going in was the big scrub rainforest day site mm. um, our plans we've been talking about the lovely rouse family and they actually have the river bank through to the richmond river ag plot oh. which is an existing planting over there and which connects through to the banyan bagum plantings so we think we're going to go to the other end of um, the Rouse property, turn around and face this site and start to make our way back. Mm. So we'll actually start this year planting down the other end, um, but we'll be able, we'll be headed back this way and we'll um, work with the, the people that are living there to make sure, cause when you plant trees, especially around where people are living, um, it is important to work out when not to plant as it is to work out where to plant. and. You know if they've got view lines to the river that they'd like to keep and maybe they'd there's a spot where you might want to have a grassy access so when we get into the house this area in here it'll be a little bit more of um a negotiation so we'll go to the other end where that's paddock it's their horse paddocks and it's actually just begging you can you can see that um a little bit of site preparation and woody like a lot of the small leaf privet up there as well um but it's a really exciting site. 
and then what eventually will happen is this site that we're on now will connect through to all the other plantings that are there. Some of them are quite old, the Richmond River plantings and, you know, good 30, some of the original plantings in there. Um, the wonderful John Blatch was working in there 30 years ago, I think 20, 30 years ago. And John and Alex are working down at Riverview, not Riverview Park, what do they call it? The base down there at the um, baseball fields, they're working down there as well. So the vision is to connect it all up yep. and then head, head upstream towards Curry Park. There's some amazing properties over here that we've got. Um, and the schools have got plantings on there. So yep. you'll see Trinity and St. Carthage is a planting. Richmond River's got planting. Woodlawn, which is halfway to Boat Harbour. They're also planting on their riverbank. Um, and the Albert Park plantings are supported by um, Albert Park Public School and South Lismore Public. And Kadena plants on Tucky Creek. So the schools um, are engaged and we've been with Envite and Rouse Water. Um, there was a schools project that ran for six years with those schools establishing those sites. So it's exciting when um, whole communities like of teachers and, and students start to learn. It's, you know, there's, it's hard work, but it needs to be planned, but it also needs to be a bit cooperative, I think, with agencies like um, regional water authorities like Rouse Water. It's been a great project, that one, um, working with them because this is our drinking water catchment. We're all drinking from the river. There's a pump upstream called the Lismore Source. Um, and it's um, so basically, it means if you're on Rouse Supply in and around Lismore, you know, you're drinking not all the time, but um, when they can have that pump running, we're all drinking the river water. Mm. So, you know, it's for the river itself. But for us as well, we, you know, yeah. Vitally important, uh, that, that clean water. Well, strength to your arm and uh, may the, uh, the Wilsons uh, uh, Landcare uh, Empire continue to, to grow and prosper. Um, bef before I go, there was just the, you, you, I think you were saying there's, uh, you're planning another event perhaps in September that people could come along to if they've missed out on today? Oh, look, we'll be doing work days between here and there anyway, so we'll be doing cute little lamandra plantings. You can never have too much lamandra here no. on the riverbank. Um, and we'll be doing maintenance on this site where we are with there's this 2,000 strong tree planting from last year. You know, the tree planting is just the beginning of a lot of maintenance. So this site we'll be keeping on doing maintenance work days and then we'll start doing um, site prep work down at uh, that Richmond River end uh, and we hope to do a planting in September or that's the plan and what we'll do with that is we'll put registrations out probably um, through our Facebook page through Eventbrite so people can actually register and we'll stagger the plantings just to keep the numbers because it tree planting is so popular we'll probably I think what we're thinking is you know we'll do three plantings with 20 people you know and we'll, we'll have some kind of registration system just so everyone feels safe and is safe um, and we can still keep planting so there'll be a way for us to do it that that can be um, safe for everybody I think yeah. well thank you so much for all this great work and uh, thanks for, for sharing it with us and please keep us posted as the as things evolve will do thanks for coming and chatting with me this morning my pleasure Thanks, Kristen. <laughs> Are you looking for the courage to face the hard facts about our environmental crises? Do you want honest reporting on the global solutions that are at our fingertips? Would you like to know what simple, effective local actions you can take to make a positive difference to the state of the world today? 
Tune in to Environmental as Anything on 92.9 River FM every Saturday from 2 to 5 for all the news, interviews and analysis you need to make the future you want. For the future, where